Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Our desire is to help people understand God's intention for their life. We hope wherever you're listening, you are blessed by this week's message. I want to share with you something very clear and simple that the Lord put in my spirit this week, and he instructed me to teach on three reasons why you should not be afraid. Three reasons why you should not be afraid. And um, I want you to know right now, if you're afraid, if you're kind of wondering what's going on and, you know, the economy is suffering and people are not able to work and maybe you're in a situation right now where you're thinking, how am I going to pay this and how am I going to handle this and when am I going to go back to work and what about my kids and how are they going to go back to school? How are they going to keep up with all the demands? You know, and you're just maybe at your wit's end, and you don't know what is actually happening. Listen, I know one thing. There are three reasons why you should not be afraid. God has a word for you, and I want you to really lean in. I want you to really pay close attention to what God is saying, because I'm led to share these words with you. And the very first reason why you should not be afraid is very simple. He is with you. He is with you. If you could just put your hand on your chest and say, he is with me. I want you to really tap into that reality. The Lord is with me. If you could look to your left, look to your right, I want you to just pretend that there is a being right there next to you, standing right next to you. I mean, as close as someone could be right next to you, God is even closer. He is with you. And so, Whether you're, again, trying to figure out life and figure out how things are going to pan out, one thing you need to know, he is with you. And if he's with you, he's there for a purpose. He's there to help you. He's there to navigate you through this season. He's there. He's there right now. Come on, say one more time. God is with me. Yes, he is with you. I love this particular scripture. I think this is one of my very first scriptures that I remembered besides John 3, 16, and that was Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. What does it mean to be dismayed? Dismayed means to lose courage, to lose hope. Maybe you're here and you're, you're, you're not just afraid, but you, you feel hopeless. You feel like, man, what is going on? I'm, I'm afraid not only for my finances and whether I'm going to go back to work or how I'm going to keep up with life demands, but I'm afraid even for my health. I'm afraid to come near people. I'm afraid for people to infect me. Or, or maybe you, you're afraid of infecting people. I don't know what it is that you're afraid of, but here's what the Lord is saying. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I am your God. He is there. And he says, I will strengthen you. That's a promise that I want you to hold on to. The Lord will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. So if ever you were wondering, will God help me? He's answering that question right now. And it's a resounding yes, 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 I will help you. Lord, will you help me figure out what's going on? Will you help me figure out what I'm going to do with these bills? His answer to you is yes. Lord, will you help me with my children and their schooling? Yes. Lord, will you help me with my family? Yes. Whatever the question is, if you're asking him, Lord, will you help me? His answer is clear to you today. His answer to you is yes. He says it very clear. Yes. I will help you. 
I will help you. And he says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I love that last part because while things are falling apart, while things may seem to be uh, falling down and things can't seem to just keep up, God is saying, things could be crazy all around you. Here's my promise to you. I will uphold you. I will hold you up. I will strengthen you. I will be there for you. And I want you to just lock in on that. So if fear tries to come in into your heart, into your mind, and you begin to think, what am I going to do? You need to go to Isaiah 41.10 and says, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the promise. He said, yes. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. Let me tell you something. That is, a, that is an amazing promise that I never want you to forget. Because if you can remember that, that would be the key to walking fearlessly. Come on, say that one more time. The Lord is with me. Come on, say it like you really mean it. The Lord is with me. Yeah, I want you to really quote that because, you know, it's amazing. I was walking... Uh, by a television, I think it was. Uh, I think I was in some store, and it was a television show in the news, and and right blazing on the on the screen was you know a report of someone who just died, and it just annoyed me because we understand that this is a very serious time and people are affected. But I want you to know the news also has an agenda. The news wants to pump this this agenda of fear, of fear, of fear. Why? Because there's something about fear. It's attractive. It grips people. It grips people's attention. You can't help but to look at the news. If someone says, so-and-so is dying, so-and-so is dead, oh my God, this celebrity just contracted the virus, what happens? It grabs your attention. And I'm not saying that the news media doesn't care about people, but they also want to make money, and they want to sensationalize things, and they want to put it before you. They want to remind you, it's bad out there, it's bad out there, it's terrible out there. Oh my God, don't go out there. And they want to constantly tell you how terrible it is, and it's important to be informed. But it's also important to know that God is still saying, yes, I will help you. That's what I want you to put your focus on. He will help me. It may be bad. It may be tough. We may be living in uncertain times. But God is still saying yes. Oh, I'm so excited about that. He's still saying yes. People might be doubtful. But the scripture still says, surely, surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. God is still saying yes. He's still saying surely. He's still saying amen. He is still on the throne. That's what you need to remember. He is with you. Hallelujah. Come on. Right where you are, just look at your hands and say, Lord, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're strengthening me. Thank you that you will not leave me as an orphan. You will uphold me. While everything is falling apart, you are, are, you are upholding me now. And I thank you for your help. Are you excited about that? Oh, come on. This is awesome. Number two, and that this is really, really touching because I really believe that a love language that, that we should all have is preparing. Preparing. When you love someone, you prepare for them. Right? If you think about it, have you ever been on a date and uh, maybe someone took you out on a date, something, some, uh, a night that was special, and you were so blown away of the thoughtfulness that came in that, in, in that date? Wow, you thought about this. You thought about that. You, you had foresight to know this. And you planned and you prepared. And what, is, what does preparation do? It tells you in your heart, I'm loved. I'm thought of, I'm cared for. Someone is thinking about me. And I want you to know right now, God doesn't just love you, he prepares for you. 
He prepares for you. And I want you to think about the scripture found in John chapter 14. He's speaking to his disciples and he's trying to calm their fears. He's trying to calm their worries, their anxiety. And he's telling them, look at this in verse one. Let not your heart be troubled. Think about that. He's telling you today, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And look at this. I go to prepare a place for you. Think about what Jesus was telling his disciples. I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to do something. You might be afraid that I'm not going to be around. This is what he's telling his disciples. You may be wondering what's going to happen when you're no longer here. He's telling you right now, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? I'm going to prepare for you. I want you to know something right now. Jesus is not just in heaven preparing a room for you, preparing a place for you, preparing your place in eternity. He's preparing right now for you. He's preparing the things that you need right now. And that's what gives me Comfort, knowing that none of this takes God by surprise. None of this is causing God to scratch his head like, man, what's going on? This, this, this virus is spreading. What, what are we going to do? No, I am prepared, and I have prepared for you. Oh, come on, get excited about that right with you. I want you to know that God is a preparer. He's never caught by surprise. He's never just thinking of something on the spot for the first time. No, he is prepared for you, and this is not a surprise, and he is prepared to bless you in this season. He's prepared to carry you through. He's prepared to see you through. He's prepared to elevate you. This is a prepared season for you. Oh, get excited about that. This is a prepared season. It may be crazy out there, but God is prepared. Look at Ephesians chapter 2. This is another one of my favorite scriptures concerning God preparing for us. Verse 10. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared. He prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Let me tell you something. You're not going to die because there are good works that God has prepared for you to walk in. Amen. This is not going to be the end. God has prepared good works for you. And so if you feel afraid, if you feel like, what is going on? Maybe you're not even afraid for yourself, but you're afraid for a loved one. You're afraid for a parent, maybe an elderly person, your grandparents, whoever. I want you to know God prepared for them as well. God sees them as well. And nothing to takes them by surprise. God is prepared for you. Oh, thank you, Father. Number three, and this is my final one that I want to leave you with, and this is going to bless you. Why shouldn't I fear? Why shouldn't I be afraid? Number three, because God will lead you because you're his child. God will lead you because you're his child. Come on, say that with me. I am his child. I want you to really let that sink in. Let that soak into your heart. I am God's child. I am his child. Look at Romans 8. 14 to 16. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. 
You didn't receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. Notice that word again, which signifies that there was a time when you were subject to the spirit of bondage. The spirit of bondage that would produce fear in you. There was a time when you did not have a relationship with the Lord. There was a time when you were not saved. There was a time when you didn't know Christ. Maybe you're watching me right now. You're not even sure whether you know Christ. or You're not even sure whether you have received Jesus as your Savior. Well, listen, keep listening because you'll have an opportunity to receive him. But if you've received him already, Jesus is saying something very clear to you. You didn't receive this same spirit that you had before, that spirit of bondage that would produce fear, that would leave you feeling helpless and hopeless and not knowing what's going on. No, that's not the kind of spirit you receive when you receive, when you receive God. No, you receive something else. What did we receive? We received the spirit of adoption. The spirit of adoption. I want you to think about that. If you know anything about orphanages and adoption agencies and the process of adopting, it's a very emotional experience. And there are many children that are waiting to be adopted and they live with a constant fear. Will someone ever love me? Will someone ever want me? Will I ever be included in someone's family? Will someone ever, ever see value and worth in me? Am I going to be by myself all of my life? Am I going to be disconnected? Am I going to have no family all of my life? That's a fear that people live with and it's real. And God is saying, listen, you didn't receive that same spirit of bondage again to fear. No, you received the spirit of adoption. That means the Holy Spirit that entered you, that entered your life, that changed you on the inside. He's doing the work on the inside of you. And he's reminding you, you're adopted. You belong to me. You're my child. I'm not going to forsake you. You're not an orphan. You're not going to be by yourself. You're not going to be by yourself. No, you're part of the royal family of heaven. Hallelujah. He says, you did not receive the spirit of bondage against the fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Come on, right where you are, say that. Abba, Father. Abba means Father. So you're simply saying, Father, Father. You're embracing him. You're, and that's very important to say in a time like this. Because when you feel afraid, you have to remember you have a heavenly Father. You have to know that he is present, that he's not going to forsake you. So you just lift up your hands, you lift up your eyes, you lift up your voice. You say, Lord, I thank you that you're my father. You're our father. Oh, I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to be in bondage to the spirit of fear. No, I receive the spirit of adoption, and I'm crying out to you right now. Abba, Father. Oh, that's wonderful. I want you to just keep saying that. Abba, Father. You're my father in the time of need. You're my father when the economy is strained. You're my father. When I don't know what to do. You're my father. When, when, when my employment is in jeopardy. You're my father. Oh, thank you, Father. And he says, you didn't receive the spirit of adoption against the fear, but you received the spirit of, excuse me, bondage. But you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Thank you, Father. But I want you to think about what I first read. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. Because you are a child of God, here's a promise to you. God will lead you. He will lead you. And so you may need to make some decisions right now in this season. You may need to begin to have to lean in more on the Holy Spirit. Lord, what should I do? Here's a promise to you. God will lead you. He will speak to you in your spirit, man. He will sensitize your heart to his voice. 
He'll begin to know what is he saying for the times. He'll begin to tell you, I want you to call this person. I want you to go here. Don't go here. Stay here. Leave now. Wait. He'll give you these simple promptings on the inside. And it's him leading you. Leading you. Why? Because you are his child. Oh, that's a beautiful promise. I want you to never forget that because you are his child, he will lead you. I just want to speak a word of grace over your life right now. Your ears will be open and attentive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. God will prompt you. I want to even dare say right now may even be opportunities that you have never even dreamed of. Financial opportunities, financial windfalls can come upon you right now by following the leading of the Spirit. This is your season not to shrink away, not to hide, not to cower down, not to be afraid. This is your season of seeing God do something big in your life. Oh, that's what I'm speaking over you right now. This is a season where God is leading you, and he will do something major in your life. Hold on to that promise. Here's my last scripture for you. This is going to really bless you. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be to God, who always, think about that word always. I mean, it's very simple. That means there's never a time where this is not true. What we're about to read, there's never a time where this is not true. It says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Triumph means victory, success. God is always leading you in triumph. That means he's never not leading you in triumph. So even in perilous times, even in uncertain times, here's the good news. You're being led to victory. Oh, that's amazing. You're being led to success. You're being led to something amazing. And so while you're wondering what's going on, this is what's going on. Jesus is leading you to victory. He's leading you to prosperity. He's leading you to triumph. He's leading you from glory to glory. That's what's going on right now. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. This is a season right now where you're going to be led in victory. I've settled in my heart and I want you to do the same. I will not be afraid. Listen, I understand that. Again, you may have questions. You're not sure what's going, on, what's going to happen with your employment or what's going to happen in this situation or that situation. You will be led to victory. That's what the cross did. The cross sealed your fate. The cross sealed your fate of victory. You cannot escape it. You've been led to victory. Right where you are, I want you to give God a shout of praise if you believe that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, I thank you that you've led me and you're leading me to victory. Thank you that you're not leading me to a place where I'm going to suffer. You're not leading me to a place where it's not going to be well with me. You're leading me to a place of victory. And I stand in faith right now that I'm being led. You're with me. I'm your child. You'll guide me. I have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I've received the spirit of adoption. You're helping me. These things are true. They're always, they will always be true. And I will always believe you for that. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give him a shout of praise right where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you one thing. This is very, very crucial. Maybe you don't know the Lord. 
Maybe this sounds good and it sounds motivational and it sounds encouraging and it sounds hopeful and it sounds positive. All of that could be true, but it can mean nothing to you if you don't have a relationship with God. I want to be very clear about what I'm saying to you. A relationship with God is not just believing in God. Plenty of people do. In fact, the scripture says the demons believe and they tremble, meaning they have a real revelation of God to the point where they're trembling. You know, they, 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 they understand his magnitude. It doesn't mean anything if you don't have a relationship with God. So I want to, I want to close out with this. I want to ask you to consider and to obey. Obey the commandment to be saved. God wants you. And he's not saying, well, you receive me. I hope you do. No, he's saying, you must receive me. I'm God and I want to be the God of your life. Now, he can't force you. That's one thing God won't do. But he can tell you his desire for your life is that you be saved, that there'll be a relationship that you have with him. This is where he's leading you. He's leading you into a relationship with him. I dare say some, some of you, even if you know the Lord, this, this moment, this time that we're living in, you know what it's going to serve? It's going to serve this purpose. Your relationship with him will even get stronger. You'll begin to lean in on him more. You'll be, all of a sudden, his word will matter more to you. Your hunger for his presence will increase. What's happening? He's leading you into victory. He's using circumstances or he's allowing circumstances to lead you into something amazing. I'm telling you, this is a great time to be alive. Don't be afraid. He's leading you into something amazing. But if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, this is your moment to be led into salvation. Would you pray with me? Right where you are, I'm going to lead you in a simple salvation prayer. It's simply saying, Lord, I give you my heart. Isn't it amazing? That's how amazing salvation is. You don't have to be in a church building. Right where you're seated, you can receive Christ as your Savior. Say this with me, Father, today I humble myself and I accept the free gift of salvation in Jesus. I believe he died for me. I believe he rose from the grave. He's alive today. Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I receive you now. In Jesus' name, amen. As simple as that was, that was supernatural. And you know why it was simple? Jesus did all the hard work. I want to know that you made that decision for the first time. Would you do us a favor? Simply, I would love for you to email us at info at nylifechurch.com. Let us know. I received the Lord today. We'll send you an email. We'll give you some instructions on how to grow in your relationship with the Lord. But please, let us know. Give us the honor of helping you walk in this new relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's info at nylifechurch.com. This is an amazing time to be alive. God is leading you in victory. So I'm speaking this over your life one more time. In the name of Jesus, this will not be a season of, 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 of distress. This will not be a season of torment. This will not be a season of lack. I declare right now, you're walking in victory. You're walking in power. You're walking in hope. You're walking in faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you're walking in health. You're walking in wealth. You're walking in peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, your family is secure. The Lord is with you. He is causing you to triumph in this season. You're not going down. No, you're going up. He's leading you. He's leading you. He's leading you. This is your season to be led as a child of God. Your best days are ahead of you. 
Jesus.